Welcome to Hostel Homies, a podcast focused on the best parts of backpacker culture. I'm your host, Joe Glasgow. Each week I sit down with a new guest, ranging from the people I meet while I'm abroad to professionals who work in the travel industry. Listen along as they share hilarious and inspiring travel stories, unparalleled recommendations on where to go, and tips for seeing the world on a budget. For Hostel Homies, it's all about the journey, the destination, and the people you meet along the way. Voice got deeper, a little bit, like okay. just like on so purpose. I'll be like talking a little bit more like <laughs> oh, this. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it doesn't actually. I thought you meant like do oh, I okay, try and sound right. deeper? I think oh. I purposefully said, I'm like, hey, uh, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, um, welcome to the Hostel Homies podcast. It is 9:58 a.m. We are in Krabby, Thailand. Uh, do you mind introducing yourselves and where you're from? Uh, I'm from Denmark, and my name is Kirsten. Uh, my name is Maxime, and I'm from France. So I met Kirsten and Maxime a couple days ago when we got to the Taboo Backpackers Hostel, which has been arguably the coolest hostel I've ever stayed in. For sure. Oh, yeah. And we've yeah. gone around, we've hung out at the beaches, we've gone to the night markets, and today we're going to do a little podcast before a hike. Just to go back into things we've talked about before, we did a lot of fruit tasting. A lot of two fruit. Two rounds, <laughs> arguably like two rounds of two fruit rounds tasting. Two rounds of fruit, yeah. <laughs> two rounds of fruit. That was a weird <clears throat> fruit. The spiky balls. The spiky ball the fruit spiky was strange. The spiky ball fruit oh, yeah, was yeah, yeah. I don't know if I liked it or if I didn't like it. It was like, it was like it'd been soaked in alcohol. Yeah, the juice was so strong. Yeah, like, mm. yeah, and it was like, it was like a lychee, but like literally shaped like a dropping ball, and spiky. Yeah, yeah, it had, yeah, yeah. It had the same texture as the lychee. Yeah, but, it, but like getting it open, you were actually really good at getting it open because I thought we were gonna need like a machete mm-hmm. or something. But you just <laughs> <laughs> started, started and my teeth it. are just like <laughs> they'll do the job. <laughs> So do you mind, Kirsten, just telling us like what kind of fruits we were eating or at least describing them if you don't remember mm. what they were called? Um, I think we tried like the dragon fruit and yeah. um, we were supposed to actually the two fruits we we're supposed to get were mangosteen and durian and we didn't mm-hmm. get those. And durian, so, durian yeah. is what the stink fruit, right? Yeah, it, it mm-hmm. kind of smells like rotten onion and it also tastes like rotten yeah. onion. It's pretty <laughs> unpleasant. The texture is like mush. Does anyone actually eat it? Uh, and enjoy it or is it just like a way to just mess with friends no I think some people actually do yeah. eat it I heard it, yeah. that some people think that it's the best fruit in the world yeah you just have to go beyond the yeah yeah it's either the best or the worst like it's not yeah. in between either the best or the worst take it's, your pick do you do you enjoy it do you no enjoy the taste? definitely no. not <laughs> <laughs> so you just wanted us to experience the badness of the badness it. but yeah. then mangosteen is like that, really really mm, top notch that's the it's best one. one yeah oh. Well, one of the guys in the hostel, Tristan, was telling us about a girl who tried the durian and immediately vomited yeah. after it. And then yeah. the next day tried it again, <laughs> vomited round two. I think that's a bit extreme. Yeah. I didn't vomit. Yeah. yeah. But like, it's just, it's not pleasant. Yeah. But okay. it's not like, like <laughs> an immediate vomit. An was, immediate vomit. <laughs> I was close, actually. I was close. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, I was so close. Like, I didn't. I didn't like I didn't release everything because that was like the 
yeah, like the sales guy, like the the Thai guy is selling it. You don't want it to offend it. So oh, yeah. Uh, just yeah, yeah. blocked it, but... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's really yeah, good. Yeah, it was <laughs> Forcing the compliment out. <laughs> Why are you crying? Because I love it. <laughs> I love the way it tastes. So yesterday, we all went to the beach uh, and saw an adorable Thai girl and was messing with the young, the like five-year-old girl that we kept scaring. And that's like a common thing out here is that the kids out here are so playful. And every time they see tourists, they love seeing them. I think in other countries, they get a little more nervous. But around us yesterday, they were yeah. they were acting hilarious and yeah. fun. Have like you noticed that in, in, other, in other countries? Like when you visit other countries, if the kids are a little more welcoming or scared towards you? Uh, in Africa, it's so cool because they're just playing all the time with you. <laughs> like, probably uh, you're the only white person that they meet or yeah. So it's so cool and they're just so interested. But in Thailand, yeah, it's like just they're just smiling and, and stuff. So it just it's just like it just make you like want to to go with them and yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when you say you're in Africa and people refer to you as as white out there. Yeah, I mean I'm mixed like between French and African, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just referred there like like as a white. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's kind of funny because uh, yeah. I don't know, you have to take, like, another role. Like, in France, I'm just, like, I don't know, mixed or black or, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But not white, but there you have to act, like, like white. Yeah. I just feel like I'm acting like a white, so it's just, like, <laughs> a different person. Like, yeah, wow, I just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like That's I'm strange. acting like a black, but I'm definitely <laughs> <Yeah>. white. <laughs> when I was in Africa, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm not white at all. Yeah, but- did they consider you like a white or like an African because you're you're I white but you clearly definitely white yeah for sure yeah? because wow. little children would run after me like out in the countryside mzungu yeah. mzungu <laughs> like white person white person <laughs> so I was definitely white for sure definitely white okay. so yeah. both the get the guests today are were born in Africa correct yep you were born in Cameroon Cameroon yeah. and remind me Zimbabwe yeah Zimbabwe okay that's right and how long did you spend in Zimbabwe. Eight years, and then I moved to Kenya for eight years as well. Can you, so t- can you tell us about in Zimbabwe, that's where you found your fear of snakes? Is I think it was more in Kenya. In yeah, Kenya? Yeah. yeah. Really don't like snakes, just like a lot of snakes, always in the toilet, Whoa. in the bathtub, by the window. <laughs> My bedroom was right next to the toilet door, and like, oh, just don't like the snakes. So now I'm just like... As I will say again, I'm a really quick shitter. Yeah, I spend too much uh, time on the toilet. It's you never yeah. know. Who would if like, they knew the possibility? I I've heard about that before, and I I told you this. I yeah. heard about the idea that sometimes snakes go up through the sewers and stuff. Now you're yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard about that once, and it sticks in me every time I'm sitting on the toilet. I'm like, what? oh my god, that snake yeah. could come up. But you've actually seen the snakes. Yeah, you, like it wasn't proof. like a huge snake, and it wasn't coming up to bite my butt. <laughs> but like I saw it. In the toilet before I sat yeah. down. <laughs> I didn't pee or poo on the snake. I saw it before. But again, I just looked at it. I'm like, what are you doing down there? Like, what? Yeah, come on. Well, let's go into this really quick because you have an automatic of fears that go into traveling. Like you're scared of flying. You're scared <laughs> of uh, anything with like a motor kind of anything like a bus or you mm. get kind of motion sickness and snakes. And you traveled to Australia. Yeah. So that must mean you absolutely love traveling if you're willing to go against all of your fears 
in order yeah. to get there. Also, I just take a shitload of Valium. <laughs> it helps a lot. <laughs> Maxine, do you have any fears that, that kind of go hand in hand with traveling? Uh, well, not really, I think. I don't know. You were pretty quick to get, like, you immediately rented the bike. Yeah. The motorbikes out here. We got yeah. on it immediately. Yeah. You were like, you were the first one, like, standing up on the bike. And, like, yeah. Going one hand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really afraid. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't even plan anything. Like, I plan to do, like, a lot of islands, but I just met you guys and yeah, I just had a good time with you. So, I don't know. I'm not even afraid of not doing a lot of things. Like, yeah. 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 I just want to, yeah. It's cool how the people you meet on on your trips when you travel kind of decide like where you go. Yeah. Just mm. kind of like the little decisions of, oh, I'm going to go hang out with these people today. And then by hanging out with us yesterday, we went to that awesome beach and then ended up at the Rastafari bar. Wow. Which was the coolest. Which was, it was Kirsten's eyes that got it because we were, you were on the back of the bike. And you were doing weird shit with your hands. <laughs> but then you pointed out, you're like, there, we're going yeah, there. We pulled, we all skirted our bikes yeah. and went back around. Skirted our bikes. <laughs> Just a gently turn, actually. <laughs> you, you two did gentle turns. I skirted. Okay. <laughs> You've seen me try and turn before. It's bad. But we went in and it was like the perfect, the, the guy who welcomed us, dreadlocks. I'm pretty sure he had a Bob Marley tattoo on his chest. I think Bob Marley actually visited him. Like that that's right? what he was saying to me in Austin. He was like, "Man, yeah, Bob Marley came to my place." Like, no kidding. I don't know if it was just me like hearing what I wanted to hear. But. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, I have a tattoo on my face." Oh, Bob Marley. Yeah, in my yeah, face. Exactly. but I think he said like there was a picture of it up in the bar by like the jamming. Oh, of him and Bob Marley. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, so this had a very, like, Rasta feeling to it. Gorgeous paintings yeah. everywhere. Signs from everyone who had visited. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, all the way, there was, like, people from Africa who had visited. Czech Republic, Colorado, Colorado. of yeah. all places. <laughs> yeah. And we just sat on hammocks and drank rum. And this guy with a huge blunt just walked, did a slack line in front of us. <laughs> it was absolutely beautiful. And then, I don't know, like, you guys have traveled more than me. Mm -hmm. I'd never seen a sunset like we did yesterday. Like, that was yeah. something else. When we actually went down to the water and the sky was, like, that weird pink, mm -hmm. but the water was so still, it was, like, an orangish look almost. Yeah. And every one of us just kind of sat in silence and watched it. I think it was, I was like, my mouth was just open like that without me noticing it, like, during five minutes. Like, yeah. I was just checking the palette and the palette... Of the water, like ah. with the colors, like it was like, I don't know. Well, you you're so an artist cool, yeah. too, so I feel like you seeing that color, like that's a yeah. color that most a lot of people don't get to see just naturally. Yeah. In my head, it was just like I was trying to guess the, the different colors of, of the palette. Mm. Mm -hmm. It was just like kind of an impressionist painting, like with a lot of. All of us were jaw dropped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and for didn't sure. even realize. Yeah. And the dog was there watching with us. Yeah. <laughs> but a dog. Striking a dog. pose, yeah. And you actually got to roll your own blunt, correct? Yeah, I ordered drinks for you guys. I was like, uh, yeah, two rum, yeah. cokes, and uh, one beer, and one just rum. He's like, okay. 
And can I also roll a joint? And he's like, yeah, why not? Why not? Yes, of course. Sitting there with my sweaty hands, the paper is like literally sticking on my fingers. And he kept asking me like, you're not done, you're not done. And I'm like, man, take a chill. Yeah. And I think I ended up rolling one that was way, way too strong. And none of you guys were smoking it really, <laughs> just me. And I ended up getting way, way, way baked. Yeah, I walked over and you were just like paralyzed stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so stoned. Wow. The other guy working there kept apologizing. I felt so bad because he kept apologizing because he kept going, I want to talk to you, but I only know a little bit of English. Oh. And we were all like, dude, like, it's fine. Like, yeah. we shouldn't, we shouldn't be speaking English here anyway. Yeah. Do you, do you feel, I know English is the second language for both of you, correct? Oh, yeah. 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 Do you feel like you're able to be the same personality when you speak English as when you speak French? Not really. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think my, yeah, my vocabulary is really limited, so... Sometimes it's just like, I don't catch you guys or mm-hmm. what I want to say, like the deepness of what I want to say is just limited as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I heard that English is like a friendly language, like usually people when they're speaking English are more friendly because it's like kind of easy to talk to, like to, yeah, to, to exchange in English. But I don't really feel like I'm more friendly, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because I, yeah. English just specifically like, in comparison to French is, is more friendly? No, I don't think so. French is just like, like a kind of a language that you speak with the with the beginning of your mouth like that yeah so <laughs> just tight a little bit just like so tight when you speak French like a bit blocked yeah, I think it's maybe a little bit friendlier when I'm yeah. English like more easy going and stuff like, sure yeah well even with I mean you your English is very good it's it's incredible and like I mean if I tried to speak French to you it would be embarrassing <laughs> it would be my French I think I said a couple words and you're like okay like Let's, let's go back to English. <laughs> but there's something to be said about that because even with a slight language barrier, we all got mm-hmm. along so quickly yeah. and we could tell that like if one of our language, you know, my French got better or mm-hmm. if your English got better, we would probably be like we could get even closer as mm-hmm. friends. So I think I think that's like a big reason why a lot of people learn other languages too is they meet cool people who speak other languages primarily and they want to go, okay. I want to I want to get to know this person better. I want in on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I want to I want to be a part yeah. of that. And I felt that way especially, you know, Fernando is the guy who runs the uh, hostel here and when he has Spanish customers come, uh, yeah. the way they kind of talk and chat and vibe back and forth, I'm like, fuck, why did I not pay more attention in Spanish yeah. class? Why did I not pick this up? Yeah. I want I want this. I want all this. So, also yesterday, Oh, we got the best soup in the world. That's right. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Mama's mama's soup. Mama's soup. <laughs> that was. It. I feel like they have to have a Thai word for it or a different word, but it was just called chicken noodle soup. Yeah. And <laughs> I've had chicken noodle soup. That's not what it was. It was some majestic, beautiful, like the yeah. best soup I've ever had, sort of thing. I don't think I've ever seen Austin so excited about like yeah. food before. Just like yeah. all the fruit, like also me yesterday, like all the tastes yeah. of the different fruits and then like baked as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> seriously so big. That's why I wanted like, I didn't want to leave the Rasta guy, but I was like, yeah. we need some food. Sure. <laughs> all right, let's get this soup. So we got the soup and it, I don't know if like being high made it like 
But I, I remember it also being just as good there the two times. I was decently sober and it was mm-hmm. it was good. It yeah. was like fantastic. Decently sober. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit a little bit they poured yeah. a strong drink at that restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I saw him. He was just like I was like oh, okay. <laughs> two, maybe like one or two small ice cubes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a whole thing. So Austin was telling me about a story that you told specifically about was it a French Canadian guy? Yeah, it was a French Canadian guy. Yeah, so where where did this happen? Uh, it happened in London mm-hmm. um, two years ago when I was working there in a in a juice bar, <laughs> a spicy bar, and um, <clears throat> I didn't know like a lot of people in my hostel, and uh, there was just this guy just just arriving. I don't know. We just felt so connected directly. Mm-hmm. I just felt so connected with uh, with Michel. It was his name was Michel Drapeau Lavoie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can you can find it on uh, on YouTube. It's like uh, playing harp for disabled people, mm-hmm. and uh, he's helping them actually. Like it's uh, he's pretty well known. And, uh, so he heals people with the yeah, harp. Yeah, he heals people with the harp and with the guitar as well. And I think with his hands as well. Cool. And um, yeah, at the beginning, I he, I didn't know he was like uh, that uh, that that strong and. Uh, so we, we just like went for a cigarette in the in a, in a sort, sort of uh, of alley, mm-hmm. and um, he just told me to concentrate on uh, on myself. I don't know. I like, just closed my eyes actually. I just experienced something amazing. Like I was so good. Like just from like kind of warmness. Like something so warm in me. Like it's so so I don't know. So so released and and there was like kind of a, this when I when my eyes were were closed. It was kind of a, a red, a red flow, mm-hmm. uh, in my in my sight, and uh, it kept going, it kept going. And uh, Michel told me that it's kind of a, a spirit, or I don't know, like my grandmother, like uh, just just uh, <laughs> just being there to uh, to 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 see if I'm okay. And I was like, no, this is too much. Like <laughs> I can't trust you, Michelle. Sorry, <laughs> my grandmother. She's in Africa. She's probably like I don't know, like shouting on people. Like uh, <laughs> I don't know, with a machete. Like she's pretty crazy, my grandmother. So I'm like, no, she's not. She's not. Yeah, she's not there with me. And um, yeah, we just kept going, and we went to the outside in the streets, and we stopped in the. <clears throat> it was like. A, Kind of a ghetto area of London, mm. like uh, Deptford Bridge. When I told the people I was living there, I was like, "Wow, you're a tourist, and you're living in Deptford Bridge, even there." They don't want to go there, so I was there, but I was feeling good there as well. Like, yeah, authentic. And we just stopped in the in the central uh, street of Deptford Bridge, and um, Michel told me like maybe the day before that um, he had to leave USA uh, because like the 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 FBI was chasing him because he was connecting on on forgotten frequencies like when he was meditating and trying to heal the people he used forgotten frequencies like old frequencies that the FBI was trying to understand they were studying these frequencies to to do some stuff I don't know why oh my like, gosh yeah like yeah. These, these frequencies and and during <clears throat> during the world war we were like yeah concentrating and yeah, when I was with him, I, I was and I was experiencing some like yeah like uh, new things like, like I couldn't experience without him. So I was feeling like more more focused, more strong, and there was actually like this military helicopter like spending like 
I don't know, two, three minutes turning just above us, like, not like the, like a small helicopter, like small helicopter with double... For pallets. Like yeah. Double, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the pallets, yeah, double one. And yeah, doing three minutes, he was just turning above us like that. Wow, well, yeah. And what? Like, Whoa. I never see a military helicopter like that in my life, especially in central London. Mm-hmm. And he's there, just above us, like, <laughs> wow. I was like... This is not real. Like <laughs> I, I, I can trust you, Michelle, but yeah, I can see that. And what am I supposed to think? Like, yeah. Crazy. Who is this heart man? Why? Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. And military helicopters following him. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was too big. Yeah. And it's yeah. about to handle. When someone <laughs> yeah. tells you that you're like. Yeah. All right. Stop lying to me, but yeah, but you're so nice, but please stop lying. Yeah. I was just like, it's too much. Anyway, yeah, and I think I didn't realize it, but he knew that it was too much. Mm-hmm. I was asking a lot of questions to Michelle, and yeah, it never answered me. Like he answered like maybe one percent of my of my of my question. Oh, okay. The rest he was like, okay, later, maybe later. And um, this night, maybe like he asked me to if I want to. Uh, an answer to my question, I was like, yeah, where do you come from, Michelle? You're so strange. And <laughs> he, wants, he, he told me, like, yeah, if you want an answer, like, just concentrate when you're going to bed and ask a question. Like, when you feel in peace, just ask a question. And I did it. So I was like, <laughs> Michelle, where are you from? <laughs> where are you from? And I heard the Michelle voice, like, tu veux savoir? Like, kind of with a... Like French Canadian accent, really funny. Like you want to know, and I just <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah, like a blue flow, like a galactic flow, like started like when when my eyes were closed, like in my sight, with kind of uh, alien head and stuff, and some kind of pattern, like galactic pattern, like atomic pattern. I don't really know, and yeah, it's, it's yeah, it lasted like thirty minutes, and oh my god, yeah, I was wow. just seeing that, but no answers, like kind of alien shapes, like. Like Futura, Futura 2000, yeah, drove, drove a little bit the same. And the next day, Michelle like uh, just encouraged me to to draw these heads, and yeah, it was like really, really sketchy, mm-hmm. and I I already saw it, but yeah, like kind of a big book, like a beautiful book with like a leather cover and stuff, and he was drawing like really sharp drawing inside, and it's probably what he what he saw in his dreams and stuff. And just open like one page, just show me one page, and it was literally the same, actually the same drawing. Yeah. That you just draw. Yeah, that I just draw. Yeah. What? More accurate, more precise, with more details on his in his book, but the same heads, literally the same heads, and yeah, almost the same pattern. Like, it was wow. You had never seen these before either, huh? No. You never seen heads. I never seen heads. Never. I was like. Yeah, he never wanted to show me his book, and he was like, yeah, he's going to show me his book, I was so happy, and I was like, yeah, so, wow, so shocked that there was the same pattern in his book that in my dream, and, wow, it's like, I never experienced, like, even concentrating, asking questions, I never had any answer <laughs> after that. <laughs> yeah. So he never really answered any of it, besides maybe one or two, but he just made you see colors in a way. Yeah. And then just showed you his book that had the exact same drawings that you did? Yeah, I mean, it just gave me some keys to to develop it myself. Mm-hmm. Like concentrating, like just releasing everything, like just 
doing nothing like I don't know like twice a day yeah. were you were you spiritual at all before you met this guy a little bit because uh, my mother like was healed um, from her hands she was like hitching her her hand was really hit she doing two years and one day she she went to like you know in a French like countryside and a guy just healed her like that <laughs> and she didn't eat anymore anyway and it was really bad before and some people I, I know them they just stop smoking like just quit smoking by thanks to a guy like uh, healing with his hands and uh, I was in Africa and there was some strange ritual as well yeah. <laughs> some strange stuff like with uh, yeah like my my grandmother she was literally hitting my like uh, hitting my mother with a with a rooster like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rooster. Right? She was like, yeah, hitting her with a rooster, like uh, on her rooster. hands, like so they no, like on the back, <laughs> like uh, a rooster alive, like that. I got some pictures of that. It's like pretty crazy. Like, yeah, I saw some strange stuff and yeah, people believing, yeah. believing in it. So yeah, I was spiritual, but so I'm, maybe some of that, some of that made you believe in it more, and then maybe mm. the rooster stuff mm. made you believe in it a little yeah. less. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I'm so I can't even think really about about this story because I just think like my mind was making a joke to me and mm-hmm. I didn't experience it. So I, I don't know. It was kind of a an unreal experience. Like seems uh, kind of surreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But it's good that it stuck with you and that it has you know effects on your day to day. You want to mm-hmm. think about nothing and kind of mm-hmm. meditate throughout the day because yeah. some people could have taken you know meeting meeting the heart man in the wrong way. Yeah. They could have just been like, well, you copied my drawing. <laughs> you stole my, <laughs> that's my image of a head. What are you doing here? But I think it's good you did that. Kirsten, did, I know you said you don't, you don't really meditate too much, right? No, actually, no, I, I've tried to, and I think I need to be more relaxed uh, in my own mind. Mm-hmm. And um, so maybe that will take me some time, but that's fine. It's just like step by step. I yeah. think it's okay like that you're not like, you can master it mm-hmm. on the first go, man. Like that's not... Well, yeah, it's strange because like you a... seem like the most laid back person. Okay, like meeting you, wow. yeah, yeah. So it's not, I mean, your concerns are not seen by other people. Really. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, so maybe it's mm-hmm. just like a lot of stuff in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah um, if you've ever read the book, The Power of Now, mm-hmm. that is actually like a really... Yeah really good book really it's helpful for really helpful like you really start to think no man my mind has got way too much control over myself mm-hmm. i should be more in the now and uh, like he does like a lot of like he talks about time he also says we also have to adapt into this modern world where time exists so like that you have a job you get up in the morning you know like we do have like responsibilities of some sort mm-hmm. but he uh, he still adapts that into like all right be in the now don't like you can't be in the pool and be at the bar right be at the pool or at the bar mm-hmm. you know like be where you are don't like you can think mm-hmm. like i want to get a beer mm-hmm. then go get the beer but like <laughs> i don't know don't sit there thinking about the beer yeah all don't day. think about the beer all the day just yeah. get the beer you know I don't think that's what his message is, but yeah, the book is like, really, <laughs> really good. it's mostly about being in pools with beer, yeah. <laughs> which is the power of now. <laughs> well, speaking of jobs, most of your jobs recently, because you've been traveling for a year and three months now, right? Uh, yeah, since I last went home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of your jobs have been picking fruit, correct? Picking fruit. Yeah. Which, what was your favorite job of picking fruit? 
I think it was the mandarins. Mm. Like, uh, I really enjoy the color. The orange is like really exciting to look at. Like every <laughs> single time, I just pick. Oh my god, look at this orange! <laughs> like so nice, yeah. But cherries was good. And where were both of those? Uh, mandarins was on the east coast of Australia, like mm-hmm. close to three hours inland from like Brisbane, I think. No, yeah, Bundaberg. And then cherries was in Tasmania, and Tasmania is like dope. Yeah. Yeah, Tasmania is oh. cool. For people who want to do that, how do you get involved with? fruit picking in Australia because I think the idea of that sounds awesome to mm. anyone really but easy. probably most people don't know how to get over there or get into it just apply for a working holiday visa mm-hmm. and uh, if you're in Australia you can find a fruit job yeah that's it you can either go to like working hostels which I actually think is more like a scam because they're like stay at our hostel and we'll provide you a job mm-hmm. but like they'll usually get you like not the good jobs. So I think if you're employed by the farmer directly, it's better. Okay. Instead of by a contractor. Yeah. And uh, the hostel will work like a contractor and you'll probably get paid less than someone who's directly employed by the farm. So if you have your own vehicle, I just Googled farms and be like, man, let's go to this farm. <laughs> and then we just drove there and we're like, all right, do you have jobs? And he's like, yeah, I need six pickers for tomorrow. Okay, we'll start tomorrow. <laughs> good. That no was it. resume necessary. Nothing, yeah. It's good to go and you just start picking fruit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're talking about get a vehicle out there. You are an unlicensed driver who yes. bought a van in Australia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so great because you, I, I, you've been on the back of our bikes and you've been like a little scared about going fast. And I think you think you're skittish about a lot of things that, that comes to that. But you're also the most badass. Like, <laughs> not, I've never talked to anyone who doesn't have a license and who goes to Australia and buys a van. <laughs> and just drive, learns to drive a van. <laughs> like, illegally, you're driving like a couple hundred kilometers a day, right? You're going everywhere on it. Yeah, I think the longest drive I did in one day was like, went to get from Port Hedland to... Coral Bay on the west coast of Australia. And I think we drove like 780 kilometers in one day. Just like on the road. There's nothing there. It's just flat land. And like my friend, she's sleeping on the back on the mattress. Mm-hmm. I'm just listening to my like uh, music, like mm-hmm. my uh, really badass rap. You know, like, You're Sean Paul. Yeah, my Sean Paul. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I got some, I got some badass uh, tunes. Not just Sean Paul. But yeah, just like sitting there with a the joint, lighting, just like cruising through the road. Yes. Oh, so good. I love the fearlessness of that because 600 kilometers driving unlicensed yeah. with a blunt in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the chance of you not getting pulled over is so low. <laughs> no, it is so low because you're in the outback. There's nope. I didn't see anything. Oh, because it's so, just hours. such open roads. It's just desert. No police officers. Nothing. Actually, the funny thing was when my friend was sitting next to me at some point and we're also smoking a joint, we're listening to this song where like a police siren comes in and like me and my friend, <laughs> we're like not good with the experience yeah. of police because somehow we're just not the most legal people. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Apparently>. <laughs> so I was driving and I was having the joint in my mouth and we just hear the police siren. And I'm like, oh shit, shit. And I'm like, no, 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 it's the song. It's the song. 
And then, like, I just look behind in the outback. We haven't seen anything for five hours. Like, no other people mm-hmm. apart from the guys we're driving with. And there's a police car driving no. next to us. Just like that. And I just, like, put the joint down. And, like, we, like, and we just put our seatbelts on. Hands on 10 and 2. Yeah, and we can just hear them doing the siren. Like, and, like, they just literally just drive past us. They just, like, like that. Just... Girls, put your seatbelts on. We're like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Good, you don't know anything else what's happening. Like, I am a total legal driver. Just like, stay straight, stay straight. <laughs> like, really, I've never concentrated this that much. This is how much. people with licenses drive, right? Yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is totally it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were telling me scary. about a certain kind of animal out there, which is incredibly dangerous for cars. Very adorable animal. But when it comes to driving around them or driving over them, it's incredibly dangerous for cars, right? Yeah. The ones that, are, what, what are they called? The wombats. Wombats, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's true. My friend told me that, like, if a car comes and they're on the road, they can, like, tense their spine and make it, like, steel. So, like, when the car hits them, it won't. It'll be fine. It'll just walk away. And, and, like, and but the and car, the car would be, like, fucked up completely, right? Like, it's just a little animal, so it'll mm-hmm. just be, like, hitting a rock. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe the yeah. car will flip over or something like that mm-hmm. because... It's like windy roads or yeah. that's it. And then the wombat will just walk away. Well, like, if you see a picture of the wombat, they're yeah. like the cutest so, little animals. So cute. Yeah. Yeah. Adorable they little make... serial killers on the yeah. road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flipping a car over and walking away. <laughs> slowly, slowly. It's kind of like Kung Fu though. Like It is, It yeah. is a Kung Fu animal. That's a, that's a Kung Fu yeah. move. Yeah, yeah, you use yeah. the uh, power of... Well, because sure. they... And Kung Fu, they flex up yeah. as hard as they can where you like, can break someone else's fist, right? Yeah, it's crazy. I think just take it to the next like level. Kung Fu training, they just like stand and punch a wall for two hours mm-hmm. every yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got an animated series on your hand where it's a Kung Fu Wombat. I think that'd be the coolest TV yeah. show. Kung Fu Wombat. Just flipping the cars in Tasmania. <laughs> wow. Can we hear about some of the competitions you've been in? Because you've told me about a couple of them. Mm. Any, any of the ones you want to talk about because I know one of them your name was Toe and I want to get into yeah. that and how that happened the hula hop competition yeah. and my battle name was just Toe <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just at a festival actually um, not the best festival but a festival And uh, was it in Australia? It, yeah it was in Tasmania and mm. I was just like walking alright and uh, we're at this, like, poi workshop, and this woman just comes to, like, me and my friend Sam, like, all right, you guys, battle. And we get, like, hula hoops, and, hula hoops, and we're like, battle? Like, they're just like, you just have to, like, knock each other down. Mm-hmm. And she was like, the combination, like, all right, toe moving in, toe moving in. And I'm like, really like, all right, do this. And somehow Sam, he beat me. I don't know how. He just got the hips. Yeah, you want that. Toe to win every time, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got money on Toe. Gotta support Toe. And then in, was it in Bangkok, you got you got tripped into doing a, yeah. a, a, uh, a twerking? Yeah, a twerk composite. Yeah. That's just not my thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't twerk. So I think I was just like most awkwardly on stage next to three Thai girls. We're literally grinding the floor. Like, and I was just like more like... <laughs> grooving slowly swaying yeah, back and like, forth yeah not really and they were like wearing like proper grinding clothes as well mm-hmm. I was just in my pajama pants like alright <laughs> let's do this I lost big time I wonder sure. what the people in the audience thought because you had some friends there who told you to get on or people you'd met that said hey go and do this competition yeah. most people in the crowd didn't know who you were 
And so they I saw. I was there alone, yeah. They, what they saw was three Thai girls in proper twerk attire, which yeah. I'm assuming is booty shorts. Yeah. And they probably just looked like someone walked up in pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I was one of the few people who weren't Thai even at the competition, like also in the audience. Just like. <laughs> Just out of place. Was your name for the competition in the twerk uh, competition toe as well, or was it Kirsten? Or... It could have been in my mind, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were twerking like, go, toe. Go, toe, go, toe. <laughs> have, you, have you found yourself in any sort of weird competitions or weird experiences while, while traveling? I mean, you've been living in Bangkok for, yeah. what, the past three to six months? Uh, yeah, I've been here for two months and a half now. Uh, no, I don't think I've been involved in such competitions. <laughs> no, like, competition. no, yeah. No, yeah. Actually, no. I just would like to, yeah, meet some uh, local graffiti writers, <laughs> writers and just make some connection with them. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah, just expand my, yeah, just my, my network of graffiti writers. And, yeah, probably I will start to, yeah, to look for that when I will come back in... In one week, yeah. Have you noticed just, a difference in the style? Because we talked yeah. about the style of mm-hmm. New York City to Paris, uh, how the graffiti styles differ mm-hmm. between the two of those. Yeah. In Bangkok, is there a different style of how people um, do graffiti? Yeah, it's a bit strange because I think every city has kind of an, ident- of an identity. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I would like to experience different style in Bangkok, mm-hmm. but I think they are really influenced by the Western world. And yeah. we really find the same style like in France or in USA. Like from the, there is some influence, like uh, really some influencers in graffiti, I don't know. And I really think like in Southeast Asia, from what I know, like Malaysia uh, is one of the most like uh, interesting countries in terms of graffiti. Mm. Oh really, as far as tagging, yeah. Yeah, they have really like kind of an original style, like really comic, but they use like some animals like the monkeys, mm-hmm. like really nice. animals from the countries. like. And they just make it like badass with some b-boy style and some aggressive attitudes. And it's really like really original, like doing some yeah, like animals b-boys like mm-hmm. that. It's really cool. And I was talking with Rick, like uh, a guy we met here and uh, who's living in Kuala Lumpur, mm-hmm. and he just yeah. told me that yeah, there was this kind of tunnel, like full of graffiti. So you're just taking like the like the the sky train the subway mm-hmm. and when you just go out of the tunnel you're just like amazed you're seeing a lot of graffiti wow. everywhere like and they are really really clean the level is really high in malaysia mm-hmm. i think in south america we can really find some some real identity like yeah unique style mm-hmm. they're just so free compared to europe and yeah they're just yeah. so influenced and just yeah not really expressing ourselves, but yeah. Because well, in, in France, it seems like the, the font style or the tag style has, it's pretty similar throughout. It's, uh, you said it's a little more animated. There's a little more kind of like yeah. swirls at the edges of the letters. Yeah, a little more like a style element, like not really important for the letters, but just around some arrows, some stars, some dots, some uh, some broken bars from the letters like some mm. broken parts and i think it's just an influence from the new york style like the original new york style from the beginning of the <coughs> graffiti era but just like a bit more fancy like a bit mm-hmm. more yeah mm-hmm. uh, in my city like uh, one of the best graffiti writer is also he like it just destroyed my city just destroyed my city so 
now his goal is to go around like like mm. a circle like like just expanding the circle in France yeah, like that yeah, yeah. and you can see like yeah he's present around the from the most the most closest city and even some city a bit further yeah he's just traveling in France yeah. like that and oh, one gosh. of the most um, well-known uh, graffiti artists in France is like a truck driver mm -hmm. his name is Sorga And you can see him literally <laughs> in every city, like, yeah. Soga, the truck driver? <laughs> yeah, Soga. That's an like, ideal profession. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he's just a crazy guy, like, stopping his truck, like, everywhere in the, in the like, emergency lines uh, mm -hmm. on highways and just putting his... <laughs> 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 like that. I'm probably sure it's that because, he's, yeah, he just did it in some crazy places, like, in the, in the middle of nowhere sometimes, in mm -hmm. the mountains and... Sometimes in the center of my yeah of my home city, like wow. Just, oh my gosh! Mm. So he's getting paid to do graffiti, basically. Because he's yep. getting paid. To do <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm just doing he's my been, job. Yeah, he's yeah. getting paid to be like the, the most well-known graffer in France. Like, wow. yeah, it, it's pretty smart. And I can when you're in the graffiti world a little bit. When I'm in Bangkok, like in Khao San, where the, all the backpackers are partying, mm -hmm. I can see a lot of signature, like famous signature for all around the world. So yeah, for graffiti writer, it's important to just tag a little bit, just say like, yeah, me too. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm also here. I'm, I'm also here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. check me out. Yeah. 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 And that would probably be cool if someone was from your hometown too, and they were traveling. I mean, that'd yeah. be the perfect way, kind of secret language for them to go. Oh yeah. shit! I yeah. know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's from my hometown. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, just secret language. Yeah, like just yeah, kind of. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so before we head out, um, do you want to just say what you're planning on doing next travel-wise? I'm literally just waiting for my passport to come. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kirsten's just been stuck in Thailand because she lost her passport. In Australia? In Australia, yeah. 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 It went out with the noodle bag. So. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. But yeah, actually, um, after I get my passport, I am heading up to Chiang Mai, meeting with my friend, and then we'll go to Pai, and then... Myanmar, I think, and then Russia. And then Russia. Russia. And you're going to be there Russia. during the World Cup, right? Yeah, if we make it, like, I don't know, we also need to make our way through China and Mongolia and then Russia. Yes. Oh. But, like, it'll be good. You got some ground to cover. Yeah, I, like, he told me about the idea, like, first we're just going to do Asia, and he's like, Kirsten, I've got this plan, like, let's go through Russia and China. I'm like, all right. <laughs> let's do it we just need like a really good sleeping bag then I'm on it that's it so that's gonna be a blast wow yeah. I think like the you know the Trans-Siberian Railway mm -hmm. yeah so it goes all the way through Russia and you just go on the train and that's a common oh uh, by train pretty, not by not driving by van or anything no okay. no no okay um, no more illegal no driving no more illegal driving for me I'm yeah maybe not in wait. Russia not yeah. in Russia no yeah so I'll wait until I get my license I'll go home and do my license, and then I'll bounce off again. Come on back, good. <laughs> and Maxime, where, where are you headed next? Uh, I, I hope in 30 minutes or one hour I can I can catch my bus <laughs> to go to Kaosak and meet some friends from my university in Bangkok there, mm. uh, and spend one night in the national park. Otherwise, if I can catch my bus, probably I'll stay here like one more day. <laughs> <laughs> This <laughs> place sucks you in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The podcast might have made you late for the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Probably as well, yeah. Um, thank you for listening to Hostel Homies. Until next time.